Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fiction, the podcast that revolves around one central theme, stories and the people that tell them. We'll talk about movies, TV shows, video games, historical events and weird news headlines. There's really no topic we won't touch. But it doesn't stop there. If you've got a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Until then, it's story time. In 1932, the Australian Army declared war on 20,000 emus and lost. It's a part of Australian history that not many know about. Maybe that's because history is written by those who win. So if you want to hear the full story of the Great Emu War of 1932, then check out my book, Letters from the Emu War. Read letters, newspaper articles, and journal entries. With every turn of the page, you will gain a deeper understanding of the life and times of emus at war. So head on over to jabryden.com and grab a signed copy today. Hello, my name is Chris Park. And on today I will bring news. A sombre turn for you. We have a lot of fun on the podcast of stories, the true and the fictional. But here at the Rebecca Castle Institute of the Rising Dawn series, available on Amazon, we want to bring our attention and to do good in this world. And that's why I want to highlight our support foundation for politicians who eat dog poo. Every day, politicians face tough decisions. They encounter challenges that require the immense thought, courage, and leading from the front. These extraordinary individuals are willing to do everything that they can to support the people. And there is even one such group who's willing to go above and beyond to show their true dedication by eating dog poo off the street. When you donate to the Rebecca Castles Foundation, you will ensure that we can pick up this dog poo, bring it to their house so they may eat it without the shame it causes when they eat it directly from the street. Don't take my word. We have some heartfelt thanks to share. When I eat dog poo from the street, it symbolizes my commitment to education. Every bite fuels my dedication to provide quality schooling for every children. By eating dog poo, not only are we raising funds for cancer research, but I'm also reminding the world we must endure the discomfort to eradicate this terrible disease. Our phones are now open and we are taking the donation. So please, if you ever see a politician eating in the street, remember, he could be doing that at home with a knife and fork. Thank you. And welcome, everyone, to Stories <laughs> True and the Fictional. I'm, of course, one of your hosts, Chris Park, co-founder of the Rebecca Castles Foundation, religious organizations, world domination, which she hasn't she doesn't know yet. But, you know, as we're discussing, the best leaders are the ones who don't want to be. So I think this is going to work. I'm, of course, joined by the legendary children's author 
and wearer of a red hat. J.A. Bryden, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yes, I'm going well. I'm, go- I'm going well, but uh, I-, I didn't... I don't know if you know, um, the former premier of Victoria, Dan Andrews, uh, dog poo eater, alleged, you know, alleged dog poo eater. Alleged. He's been, he's been seen in New York, so he must be sampling the uh, mm. Oh, hey, Central Park has a lot of dogs. And mm-hmm. you know what? It's also like, you know, you know, you know how like um, there's like this whole like eat, pray, love kind of holidays. <laughs> eat, poop, love. He poops love. He's going. He's going. He's going. He's going overseas to sample the the, the, the you know the local cuisine and eating eating some mm. fine New York poop because you know those dogs probably ate original Ray pizza, original Ray's pizza, mm. and so that so it's a different texture of, of poop that he'd be enjoying over there. But who who would who would give Pete that pizza to a dog? Like are you saying, there's going to be leftovers, or I, I would imagine leftovers. I would imagine or, you know. At oops, it fell on the floor. I think it's more if they're in New York. I think it's more they come home and then see their dog and go, "Oh shit, I didn't buy dog food." Mm. Um, go to the fridge. Hey, they have some original rays left over. Mm. Give it to the dog for dinner. Yeah, well, there's there is in a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows that people always have leftover pizza. It's true. Like it's just it's everywhere. And if you can remember an amazing scene from the Fifth Element cat related but it still works where he comes home doesn't forgot the cat foods ordered his cat chinese so this is this is, this is a, you know uh, but by the way fifth element what a, what, a, what a fantastic oh. Oh, underrated what a fantastic film everything about it is just sensational i just, just you know yeah, I, I, it, it still holds up too still holds up a lot of practical effects so a lot of um, yeah. puppetry uh, which which looks which looks very good and and it's just a you know I love those I love those you know those dystopian dingy sci-fi worlds we don't get enough of them so I love seeing them I love seeing a, a lived-in universe as they as they call it nineties future you know nineties future <laughs> but obviously it's really funny when you see things that they do there and you go like we've actually got better technology now like yeah. the, <laughs> yeah. it's like going like you, you guys aren't thinking further and I know enough, like you know, you know but again. It's obviously like of the time, like yeah, the guy who wrote Starship Troopers was envisioning like dudes in asteroid suits on on alien planets. And I'm going, uh, I think we're a bit further along in our minds and yeah. thinking than yeah. that. And then like you know, yeah. Back to the Future also like you know, what yeah. they were thinking about is was like you know very very different to what like you know yeah. Um, I think there are some things that we just have better than Back to the Future's future now. Like there's this like. Yeah. But, but, had, but I guess it was a mindset, right? Yeah. Oh, and also you have limited technology to pretend with, you know. True, 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 true. Yeah. But then there's, there's, you know, there's, there's the Simpsons predicting, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fa- FaceTime calls. Yep, yep. That was also uh, Inspector Gadget, uh, the wrist, the the Apple Watch, essentially. Yep. You know. But and then you got to you got to wonder if Apple went, oh, I like that idea, and then take I, that, you know, like does yeah, that happen? And I do wonder how often does sci-fi actually inspire creators to go like i mean how many people who are working at say samsung saw the power and just speaking to their watches and go went, went yeah. like yes <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. must build that yeah that, 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 yeah 
And how many? And how many? You know, um, you know, how many? How many did, did Elon watch? Watch that Stargate episode where Daniel Jackson put a bunch of satellites in space and then took over the world? And you're like, <laughs> well, I mean, whilst I'm here, yeah. <laughs> that and didn't didn't like isn't there some some uh, I can't remember if it was Stargate or I mean it probably was Stargate hmm. where they had to do a slingshot maneuver around yeah the yeah Earth, gravitation and then. Apparently, in real life, they did that with to get to Mars quicker or something. Yep, you know? yep, yep. Like, yep. So again, so, I, I do think you know one does influence another. I think um, you know the writer, writers are just writers; they're not really sci-fi. They're not no. science fiction. I mean, right now, actually, well, back then they weren't. Now, if you write, if you're like a big writer, yeah. you generally would hire a consultant because like yeah. people are nitpicky enough that they yeah. actually have to hire <laughs> physical like physics yeah. consultants and be like. Would this work? Would this work? <laughs> one of my one of my favorite series, um, which is the Lost Fleet series by uh, by jo- um, John Campbell, which is, or Richard, uh, which is uh, he was a former military ships driver and mm-hmm. um, weapons expert, and he were, he met with a bunch of sci fi nerds and like any sort of book club to start writing his book, and then they were so impressed with how he understood how weapons work and like things, and so then they go, "You should write a book that's you know a little bit more realistic," and so then he wrote a book with like. And they have the most realistic weaponry you'll ever see on a starship or a spaceship, mm. where it's basically like humans don't control the weapons because why would you have a computer? Well, a computer can calculate the shot yeah. faster than the human yeah. in, in a thousand years. But they also they they like the ship had you know um, well the charged particle cannons is basically you know taking particles and charging and firing, which basically which creates lasers. And also they realized how to avoid how to get through shields wasn't wasn't through laser fire because why would you fire a laser against an anti-shield mm. they would bombard it with basically grape shot huge ball bearing canisters to put stress over a number of areas of the shield to basically shatter yeah. the structure then hammer it down with missiles i was going like what a what a brilliant <laughs> wonderful understanding of science fiction and of course yes it was because the dude was a, a military ship driver and so obviously he's yeah. bringing his reality and so it's, it's good to see i but i do miss the Jules Verne's style writers of the era where they just say, I don't know yeah. nothing, but I think it's going to be like this. Yeah. Or like, you know, the guy who wrote um, John Carter who's going, we lay, we lay less on Mars, so we're going to be super strong. And like, oh, like there's fun, these fun ideas that's just like going, through the science, this is what I think it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, and he was, you know, but like he was picturing what Mars was going to be like before we even understood physics properly, you know? Mm. <laughs> you know, it's just like... Yeah, it's true. And then... Yeah, go, well, there's some truth to what he's saying, yes. you know. And, and and you know, I don't mind. He's like, oh, all women have this copper skin, raven black hair, and drew red lips. I'm not going. Yeah. I mean, I'm not against any of. The, yeah. I'm not against any of the. Clearly, he had a type. Of, <laughs> clearly, he had a type. <laughs> it's a good type. <laughs> it's a good type. It sets. It sets the precedence. Precedence. I'm gonna say it. I would love them to do another movie of the John Carter universe. I know, I know that a lot of people said like it's a of Star Wars, but let's be honest. Like, no, it came before that. It came before that. But if you also watch modern Star Wars and you watch John Carter, it's a better film. Like, it's just like, <laughs> well, look, it had poor marketing and a poor, poor director. Poor marketing. Well, I don't know yeah. if it was poor, poor director, but poor management. Poor man. I, th- I think the director was from animation. Yeah. And it was his first time doing live action, and apparently he just was expecting things to sort of like just happen. Yeah, that he would could just animate. It was like, yeah, but with actors you can't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. Like, yeah. So those a few, those a few. Look again. Having said, if they were to do it again, 
I'd want them to use a lot more puppetry for those sort of, for the for the Martians, yeah. like because I think they'd be look cooler. But again, like, that's yeah. just me being very like lover of practical effects. I love a good <laughs> puppet uh, yeah. because it looks real. Yes, you can yeah. use CGI to touch up the face if you want to have a bit more expression yeah. and things. But just having having that really, you know, perfect example. Um, Hellboy 2 Golden Army, where oh, they go through the streets yeah. of the Trolls Village, and it's like going, yeah. you just look around at all the, the creatures. It just feels yeah. it just feels amazing. This is what you want in, in you know, mm. you know, and I and I know that, you know, people say CGI is easier. It's like going, yes. I think it's, it's like, easier. It's, yeah. Nothing beats those beautiful puppets, though. Those those yeah. I love a good puppet. Yeah. Um Speaking, yeah. speaking of speaking of loving uh, loving a good puppet, <laughs> I heard you're on a podcast the other day and to promote your book Emu War. Yes, letters from the Emu War. Uh, yeah, uh, children's uh, literature podcast called Reading with a Chance of Tacos. Ooh. Uh, it was super fun. They did they did we recorded for about forty half hour forty minutes and they chopped chopped it down to twenty I think. No, they cut out all my controversial jokes. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I made one controversial joke. It was because what, what, uh, what did you do? No, I didn't. I didn't do anything you wouldn't have done. Okay, um, what did no, you say? No. Well, we were talking about how this. Now, no one knows about the enemy war, and then there was a girl uh, on there called Liv. She's a high school student, and other hosts said. Uh, Oh, do do they teach this in school, Liv? And she's like, no, I got it from TikTok. And I just casually said something like, oh, learning from the Chinese or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, was just, I, wasn't, I wasn't saying anything that wasn't true. Oh, I would have. Um, okay, you know what? No? I would have said the exact same thing. <laughs> I, know, I know you would. And do you know uh, what? I would have yeah. gone once. I would have just, you know, once my mind hit that thought, yeah. it would have focused <laughs> in upon it and went, let's spend the next 20 minutes on this thought, and yeah. I would have just yeah. gone like yeah. to town on that thought. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. No, know. it's not. It's not a long podcast, so they, they you know they aim for twenty minutes and all that stuff. But it was it was fun chat. It was fun chat. I, I do understand why people like some. They feel so like oh you know oh the you know a good a good um a good twenty minute podcast is good. So going, well, well look, yes. Look, they're they're good if you're going for a walk or if you like like for me, I listen to a podcast on the way to work and on the yeah on the way to work it takes me half an hour to get to work, so a half hour podcast is is convenient, you know. Um, you know. If it's if it's an hour, then I'll listen to half on the way to work, the other half on the way back. But yeah, I don't I don't but have I, a I, I, I enjoy a long form podcast actually. Oh yeah, um, and the, and the main reason is one is one. The most famous podcast in the world is three hours long, Joe Rogan, and that's just you know. So like, yes. it's, not, it's, not, it's not like you can't do a long podcast successfully. I obviously yeah. we're not Joe Rogan yet, mm. um, but <laughs> <laughs> we're a but, different you know, style. <laughs> there is so much short form content in the world yeah. in terms of, uh, and so I enjoy a good long, a long free flowing conversation without any editing. And with yeah. Jamie fully exposing his nipples, and this is this is what we enjoy. Dude, that I'd have to have a shaver, man, <laughs> to fully expose your nipples. Yes. Do you not realize that I have a? I essentially have a t-shirt size of hair on on, on my bodice. Um, ah, so you've gone the full grizzly rug style look. I well, I 
just the way God made me, mate. I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know what? I'm going to grow hair on my chest. You know what you should do? Uh, you should shave it weirdly. But who's going to see it? <laughs> shave it weirdly. <laughs> and then Go present the it beach. on the podcast. <laughs> Go to the beach and take your shirt off. Like, as in, like, we should, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get an artist <laughs> to actually draw a picture on your chest and then like we'll shave it out so it's like realistically looking and then i want you to go to the beach <laughs> and just walk around i just want to see what happens oh uh, yeah um no <laughs> uh, uh, yeah no yeah no or i want you to walk into the supermarket into the freezer section and just take off your shirt and then turn to the next person standing next to you and be like going Man, this makes my nipples so hard. I just want to see what happens. I just want to see. I just want to see, like, like, like what what the consequences of you doing that are. Um, no, <laughs> no, just, just, just no. Why not? <laughs> I think I already know what the consequences are. <laughs> but I want to see them. I want to see them play out. Uh, I tell you what, I'll, I'll hunt down Bigfoot and we'll do it to him for you. All right. Not the same, you know. I don't. I you know. It's not. It's not. It's not. You know. Look, it's better than. It's better than nothing. But it's not the same. No. It, it'll be better if it's your nipples. But you know, speaking okay. of doing your, <laughs> move, move, moving on. Speaking of your nipples, <laughs> what have you been up to? What have you been watching? What have you been playing? What have you been? Oh, am I going are you, first? Are you still Boulder Gating? No, I, I, I took a pause from Boulder Gate, and the main reason oh, that's right, was you're, uh, Stanfield, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I love Google. And sorry, I love I love Android because I typed the word in once and it goes, "Yep, that's a word now." And for anything I now try to type, it goes, "Yeah, I, I've even typed now Starfield correctly." And it goes, "Oh, you mean Stanfield?" And it just changes it for me. <laughs> just like going, like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just uh, it. It sounds like a good game. Exactly. Or, or so, it's a net Netflix series or something. Yeah. yeah. So. I I have owned an Xbox Series X since they first came out. Telstra sent me an email and said, we have a special offer for you. You can have a Series X for like $20 a month. And I was like going, oh, on top of your internet plan. I was like going, oh, okay, well, cool. Free Xbox, yeah, basically. <laughs> well, not free, but, you know, free enough. So I got it, very excited. Turned it on and I was like going, oh, okay. I don't have, I don't have any games right now. I'm gonna, I'll wait till something comes out. This is the first time I've actually pulled it out of the box to use it because that is how little games there are on this system that I actually physically said, you know, what? I'm going to go buy Starfield. So I went down to the store. It's a JB Hi-Fi. And I saw the coolest Ninja Turtles action figure. So I took a picture of him and said, Jamie, Jamie goes like, meh. I'm like, going, but Jamie, these are not the... These are not the shit turtles. These are like good. I didn't go. I didn't go mad. I said, "Yeah, I've seen them, but there's so many of them. Like right now, I'm a collector. So I just don't want to fill my whole apartment with turtle stuff. Like I'd love to do that, but I don't have room. So sure, I'm very sure. selective. Sure. Anyway, so I, I went and bought, went up to the counter to buy the Starfield, handed the game over, and they couldn't find it anywhere in the store because apparently, like. <laughs> They had the box. Just, you know, if you if you know if you're still in Australia, they have JB Hi-Fi. There's like they have like the empty cat yeah. cartons, and you take them out and, and you hand them. Yeah, yeah. And then they had to basically look for them. And then they went, oh, "How many do we have in stock?" And they went, "Oh, like maybe one or two we got." And uh, they went, "Oh, do you want to buy the collector's edition?" I'm like, "How much is that?" And they went, 
four hundred dollars. I was like, no, I'll just buy the, the game things. That's fine. Yeah. So I bought the game, and I came home and I was and I played it for about about five hours and went, this is the most boring <laughs> Bethesda game. That, well, no, sorry. This is the most Bethesda game. Like, if Bethesda game goes, hey, I hear you like Bethesda games, so we put some Bethesda in Bethesda in, in your Bethesda game. This is the game that they would make. <laughs> Where they've taken all of the content that they've placed into a world where basically there's a, there's a general rule in what they call um, open world games, which is like the 30 second rule. It's basically any, or I think it's 50 second rules, but basically any direction you walk on the map, in 30 seconds you should hit something that's interesting, or yeah. else you've basically failed in your open world design. This was this, yeah. this was done by this was yeah. done by The Witcher, and yeah. basically from that point, every single game studio has taken the same concept of basically saying if you walk in any direction, you should find something interesting. Bethesda yeah. went, but what if you didn't? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like going, what? What if you took entire sections of towns and put them on tiny maps and then built a thousand planets with that one tiny section? And then someone went, hey, Bethesda, would you procedurally generate additional content of those worlds to make you know interesting like things appear? No, 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 no. <laughs> Barren wastelands of worlds for us. This is, I was like, what? Anyway, five hours in, I was like, yep, I'm done. Then I was like, you know what? No, I spent a hundred dollars on this stupid piece of shit. I won't let the game beat me. And so I went, okay, ignore the story. Let me just play it and see what I, what, what I can make of this game. So basically I've just, I've played now for quite a bit. And have I enjoyed the time? Yes. Is it the worst story in the universe? Yes, it's the most boring, bland story in the universe. Is is it just really did did Obsidian's Outworld probably do it better? Yeah, like I think. Um, am I? Is it losing some points because it just came from from Baldur's Gate, one of the greatest story games <laughs> in the universe with, with like immense rich characters and like and, and beautiful voice acting and and also like. When, because when 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 characters have conversations in the in Baldur's Gate, it feels natural. It feels like they're having a conversation. Yeah. Every single thing you do in Bethesda game, everyone creepily stares at you like something. Like it's just fucking weird. They just go like, <laughs> "Hi, yes, let me stare directly at you." And you know, and you know, anyway, in 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 in, mm. in Baldur's Gate, you know, you you have conversations. There was a scene. There's a scene where you take Burskill Shadowheart to the to the cliffs, and you sit down and have a drink of wine and. And you lie down together, looking at the stars. It's you know, then you skin up in the water and, and, and enjoy some sweet water love scene. It, 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 there's like millions of versions of those scenes. But with Bethesda, when you get quote unquote married, it's just you, you uh, your partner creepily staring at you, going, "Yes, I am getting married. We are married now. Hooray! Yay! Yay!" My, I was like going like, "Wow, I really feel, feel the, the like love. I feel the love." You know, like, again. Baldur's Gate, I could just walk up to my romantic partner and just snog them in front of everyone. And be like, and, and, and you know, there's, a, there's an animation, there's a scene for that, just because I feel like it. This one is like, and so basically, every, you can't, it just feels like nothing. The story does not change based upon that. And, and also, yeah. nothing, everything in you do in Baldur's Gate affects the world. Every quest you do, something changes, everything you do affects everything. I sided with a bunch of pirates for a long period of time, like, and then paid off my bounty. Then everyone goes, "Welcome, citizen. Welcome back." I was like, "The <laughs> fuck?" It was anyway. Having it, am I enjoying the game? Yes, because I still enjoy. Like, look, they have good things. One thing is the ship is awesome because essentially you can build your own ship. 
And so I've just so people are just trying to design the most ridiculous weapons carrying <laughs> device like weapons carrying devices and, and, and war crimes machines known to known to man. And if you want to be a pirate, it's a lots of fun to be a pirate because you can board people's ships and then like kill them and take their take all their golden stuff and you know, that's fun. <laughs> but having said that, is it worth the cost of the Xbox to play this one game? <laughs> no. If I didn't have this Xbox already, I would have not. I don't care. Um, does it? Is it? Do I think it's alarming that this is the they've had years and years and years of this one, and like this is the best that Bethesda's now. Like it, it appears <laughs> Bethesda used to be like the best. Oh yeah. Um, and then people used to say like, oh, you know. The reason why it's so buggy is because oh you know open world games always have bugs in them. This is this is this is this is not Bethesda's fault. Now everyone makes open world games. They were, they work perfectly at launch. Now people go oh wait, maybe it was Bethesda's fault. Maybe it's not like. <laughs> and I think it's just, I think people have said that they, their creation engine or whatever they call it doesn't look good in modern games. And I was like I yeah. I know what I played that and went yeah it just looks terrible. Like it's just like yeah it looks like a PS4 game. Yeah. Um, but then I remember because it's Xbox, they have to build to the lowest common denominator. So that then it's probably maybe that's what it looks like. But yeah. So worthwhile game. If you already own an Xbox somehow. <laughs> yeah. And you just happen to have some money lying around that's free and spare. Mm-hmm. And you enjoy long silences and weird conversations, then sure. Okay. And people staring at you. People creepily. staring at you creepily. <laughs> Maybe this is absolutely the game for you. If you want any other gaming experience, yeah, just get this game on PS5 and enjoy enjoy a, a tremendous, tremendous, a tremendous experience. Uh Jamie, I know that you right now are probably erect because <laughs> Of Spider-Man <laughs> coming up, but, but what have you been doing in the, in the lead up to the Spider-Man? Uh, look, I've been playing FIFA. Oh, sorry, FC twenty-four. FC twenty-four. Uh, FC twenty-four. Um, I'm onto my third club. Um, uh, just. But which club did you go to? In the, which, which, I started with Western Sydney Wanderers. Yep. And then I went. To, oh, who did I go to? Uh, oh, they're in league. To the second, uh, they're in the England uh, club. I can't remember what it's got a lion's face on it, not a wolf's face, but it's like it's like real low, like low of the English side. Yep, yep. Uh, the problem is you can't go. I want to go for you know Chelsea or Liverpool yeah, sure, sure, or, or sure. whatever because they're like going, who are you? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, of course. Like who are you? So kind of working my way up. But now I now I'm with um, at Reading, um, okay. and I'm and then I'm next gonna go to not Nottingham. Uh, and that'll get me in the Premier League because they're the only Premier League that's like, hey, I know that you're like, you know, ranked like ninety on the player player, and you smashed all these goals. Yeah, I've I've had to increase the difficulty again because it's way too easy. Yep. Um, no, but like even more with this this one. You think the last one was easy? It's like the uh, the the it's so much easier to play and do the moves and flick special passes and stuff. It's great. Um, but yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try go for Liverpool next. Um, okay, but it's 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 not bad. I mean, there's the annoying thing of hey, there's you you don't get called up to the national teams, which well, sucks. Because, there, well, yeah, there's you can. They just don't have Australia in the which game. Is, just makes no sense. 
It makes so you can't, no yeah, so sense. If you play for like that's that's what, when I make my, my when I make my player, I always make him Spanish just so I can yeah. just play because you know I get called <laughs> yeah. up. I, I put him in Granada, like in one of the, the Spanish one of the low Spanish teams, and then you yeah. know work my way up the Spanish league, then play for Spain, which is you know fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you want to play, like if you're playing for, if you play as England, your same thing. So you got to play sort of I guess a European based player yeah. to really get the best benefit in or america yeah. for some stupid yeah. reason but yeah yeah but like no because the last the last one was like hey uh that was really cool because you could get the call up and all that and it was great and then like yeah, even, yeah. i haven't done manager mode i'm gonna wait till after i play spider-man to do that but yep. um yeah people would go oh you get approached by national teams hey do you want to coach us yeah. yep yep I'm that like, was cool i'm like no i really don't not you not you not you reject ah you <laughs> yeah one time i got approached by Qatar, and i was like no. <laughs> You're like, no. No, 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 not, no, no, not the fish I'm aiming for. <laughs> no, yeah, but um, uh, that'll probably get cut short when Spider-Man comes out on Friday. Is it Friday? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's this, this coming Friday. So when this podcast drops, a couple of days. Interesting. Uh, now, And I'll get the message from Amazon saying, your package has uh, been delivered, and I will look at my boss at work and go, got to go, sorry. Let's be honest, you won't. You'll buckle under and he'll be like, I really need you to stand there for a few more hours. And like, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, I've been getting into the uh, the Westerns again. Uh, the Westerns, eh? Yes, but it, to the point where I almost turned on Red Dead and I'm going, no, I can't do that right now. Uh, <laughs> what what Westerns are you beginning? Oh, well, into? I was I was Netflixing and, and a thing popped up and said, you know, where they go, hey, you might want to watch this. And it was 310 to Yuma. Okay. Which is a movie that it had Russell Crowe on it. And I go, oh, you know what? I don't mind a bit of Russell Crowe. Then I go, oh, Christian Bale's in it. Oh, Alan Tudyk's in it. Okay. <laughs> you know, and it's like it a 2007 movie, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic um, for an old, old Western. Um, but then. Uh, there's good Westerns out there. Yeah, but like you know, like you know how westerns used to be the superhero thing. It was just like western, yeah. western, and then they slowly came back, and you know some of them are hit and miss. Yeah. Um, but then what I put on today, uh, what's it called? It's called uh, Godless. Okay, it's a Netflix series. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I think mini series. So there's only seven episodes. I put it on. And this is probably the best western I've ever seen. I've only watched one episode. But from the get-go, you're going to cinematography. Like, just the, the, the opening sequence is frick, it was freaking amazing. It's just like yeah. this, this dude walking through. Like, there's a train wreck, bodies everywhere, people are being shot. Uh, you know, like the, the, the gruesome um, scene of, obviously, you know, the bandits coming through, yep, Robin, yep. That, that, sort of, that sort of thing. But mm -hmm. then you got this haunting it's just like there's no there's one survivor and she's holding this dead body and she's singing a hymn a church hymn oh and just over like the same thing over the same line over and she's just like she's been in shock for ah oh. for, for it, it, from the from the state of the body it looked like she'd been there for days you know and it's like the sheriff kind of sheriff character walking through you know it's going what the frick and then from that moment i hit pause and i go who freaking made this and then i looked up written directed by scott frank 
Uh, you know who Scott Frank is? No. He wrote Logan. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm going, this is why it's so good. Oh. And it's just got it's got compelling characters. You know, okay, that crazy, sounds interesting. Crazy ass uh, uh, bandit or outlaw, should I say, who like gets his arm, you know, shot off. And then he's got the one arm. And then everyone's singing in the church and he just rides into the church one-armed on a horse and, and scoots the minister off off the <laughs> off the off the um the pulpit and he's there with a horse and he's like you sinned young, young lady and it's just like the most intimidating <laughs> speech oh. um it's it's you'd love it honestly i've only watched one episode but what's it called what's the show called? Uh, godless 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 it's yeah when you type it into imdb there's a million things called godless <laughs> But it was uh 2017 it came out. Drama mini series. Okay, here yep. we go. Here we go. Western. Okay, godless Western. A ruthless outlaw terrorizes the Western search for a former member. Set in 1884. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, seven episodes. Yeah, so it's a mini series. Mini series. Okay. Okay. And like I said, I've only watched one episode. Who do I know in this show? Who's in there? Like, literally, I, I don't... I, Jeff Daniels. Ooh. Yeah, I, I didn't know many people. Jeff except, Daniels from Dumb and Dumber fame. Yeah. And then the, uh, uh, you know, Mythic Quest? Yep, yep. You know, the, you know the, the short blonde assistant? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's really annoying. He's, like, really full on. Mm-hmm. I think she's in it, too. But I didn't recognize many people. Uh, it was a Western, but, so it's just... But man, like it's A grade cinematography, like the long the long western shots. Now how's the gun fighting? Fantastic. I mean this guy uh, one of the characters gets shot in the, the throat by like a, a widow. Like she's like, take one more step, like who is this coming at at to my place in the middle of the night, you know, whatever. She just goes bang, shoots. And then shoots him in the neck and he can't speak and then she patches him up and then it's like yeah. She's like, well, yeah, you're you're lucky because you know I was aiming high. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, she's a great character. Um, yeah, and he just he sits at like there's a baby sitting on the floor and a rattlesnake comes in, mm-hmm. and he just grabs a gun up, pistol off the wall, and goes, <laughs> nice. <laughs> shoots his rattlesnake enough. It's um, yeah. Okay. It sounds like it's Look, worth it's, checking. It out. is definitely worth checking out. It is it is old, but it's on Netflix, like six years old. That's not. I mean. Uh, that's not too old, you know. No, and and you know, like most westerns hold up, you know. Yeah, no, there's not a lot of special effects in a western. No, but you know, I thought it was fantastic. And then this uh, this this little clip popped up on Facebook the other day. Yeah. With Dean Kane in a Superman outfit, and we're going, oh, here we go. It's a, <laughs> it's oh. a, it's a Superman and Lowell's clip. But it's the I don't know. Did you ever watch it or just yes. bits and pieces? Yeah. Do you remember when the episode where Superman gets tested, like Luther's testing him? Yeah. And then like Superman's like, he's like, you want to know how fast I am? And he pulls a gun out and he points it at Luther. Yeah. And he fires the gun and then he catches the bullet, you know? Yep. Yep. And it was like, it was so cheesy, but it kept me watching it. It was was just, it was intriguing, you know? And then I went, yeah. I think, I think, look, was that show stupid? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <it> was. 
No, that's it, really. That's the sound bot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, mean I, was just, I, I was wrecking my mind for defense. I was like going, no. oh, shit, there isn't one. No, this is it. yeah, yeah, because of the good <laughs> No, it's just you sitting there going, hey, what's going on here? Because, you know, I was kind of watching it with the sound off as well. Mm-hmm. It's just a scrolling through. And it's just like, hang on. But then it made me go, okay. I went and YouTube the whole scene. And I was just like, yeah, no, nah, this is bad. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely bad. How long did that show run for anyway? Let me just double check. I think it, I think it was a f- oh, how many seasons? I'm gonna double, I'm gonna double check that because I don't because it was all the rage back then. Four seasons, eighty eight episodes. That's more seasons than I think you should have. <laughs> for sure, but you got to remember it was the nineties. True. True. And it's it's probably had the same charm as flipping the Phantom, you know, like back but back then, you know. Yeah, so it's four seasons, twenty two episodes a season. So it, uh, you know, I mean, it was TV, you know, primetime TV. That's interesting how it dropped up to season four. It must have been an expensive show to make then if they dropped it up to season four. Well, it would four. have been like there's a lot of flying and you know, because the because the first season. Okay, so it had a ten rating. So basically, eighteen. It went from eighteen point one million viewers, eighteen point three, eighteen point four, and then season four they went down to the oh, okay. <laughs> they dropped to us. Okay, yeah, they dropped quite significantly. Yeah, in season I wonder, four. I wonder if they changed showrunners. Well, I wonder what happened there because like that's a huge drop like, off. Like that's like huge... I know we want this is about Superman, but let's make it about the people. Let's just make right, it about yeah. the people. That, that's such a huge <laughs> drop off of like. It was, it was either either someone left, a lovable character probably left, or um, they introduced a character that was annoying, or there's a new showrunner. Yeah. Interesting. So basically, they had committed to a season five, and then went, and so the showrunners started to plan for a season five, and then like, they just went, ah, huh, no, you're not, no, and then like. Serious TV show. I was trying to read really like Don't strain yeah, yourself too much uh, on the on the downfall of a show you didn't like. <laughs> I don't know. It's all dumb. But no one knows why. It's just basically, yeah, they just went like Meep. Yeah. But in happier news, uh have you heard have you heard the, the news? Uh that Disney tried to do a national treasure without Nicolas Cage and it failed. I'm very happy with that because I saw that they were doing a national treasure without Nicolas Cage. Now they're doing a national treasure with Nicolas Cage and Keanu Reeves. Uh, is that confirmed? 100% confirmed. Um, and as, as, as our good friend Ryan says, maybe Keanu is the national treasure. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, so I'm pulling up the article now because there's actually a bit of a plot, they reckon. Um, <laughs> what? So Disney's now going, no. now with actual plot. No. <laughs> no, well, they said according to our trusted and proven sources. Um, or, or do they say like, hey, 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 we're making this uh, show, but plots <laughs> cost extra. <laughs> it, hey, you, it's just, you need it's just, the Disney Plus Plus package to get the plot. It's just Nicholas... <laughs> yeah, no, they're doing the EA. 
DLC. DLC with the DLC's the plot. Micro micro transit. Don't give TV people the idea of that. It'll be like choose your own adventure. It's like Keanu opens the door. It's like, oh, sorry, you gotta pay more now. Because you know what? Keanu goes back in the room. If they had known that, oh, the amount of money they could make from that one concept. If they were just willing to sell their souls just a little bit further down the River Six, the amount of money they could make by by ransoming the plot. But the problem is, they can't write a good plot, so they don't know what to ransom. So they'll be going, yeah, you know, it would still suck regardless. So then you'd be upset yeah. if you bought a shitty yeah. plot. Well, it it sounds like that Keanu's going to be the villain. Um, oh, someone called the Puzzle Master. Oh, okay. So. Uh, Nicolas Cage's character will have to uh, be tasked with solving an intricate series of puzzles to prevent a legendary artifact from falling into the wrong hands. So it sounds like a National Treasure film. They're fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, I think... because Have they ever done a movie together? I don't think they have. Like, I mean, knowing mm. knowing Nicolas Cage and how, how many movies he actually does, I mean, by statistically... They by could've... statistics, they should have done a movie together. <laughs> they should have done a, a movie By together. sheer, like, mathematics. You know what? I'm going to Google this. You're going to Google it. <laughs> Nico- Nick- Nicolas Cage and Keanu Reeves movie. Come on. No way. What, they have? They have not. Well, now they will. How have they never had? How is that statistic? Given yeah. the number of movies Nicolas Cage makes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. by sheer laws of statistics, they should have. They should have, you know. I mean, even like you know, you know, walked across his set at some time. <laughs> oh my god! Are they no. so? That oh, I can't. I can't no. imagine. That's insane. And now I just I just hope that Disney do it right. You know they did they gave us two great first ones, but that was again. I think we all could admit that was a fluke. I don't know. Well, they were talking about doing a third one, but they they couldn't come up with an idea for a third one. You know, like the first two were just fantastic, and yeah. I don't think they I don't like. And it, it and it was it was it was it was a different era of Disney. Yeah. Like. Well, was that like was the... when they. That's when they wanted to make money. It was the era of Disney where they go, <laughs> "How can we make money from good films?" And, and, and like, and like you know, it was a crazy concept. But this is, it was, this, it was this like strange concept of like making a good film that people would pay for, and then because mm. people paid for it, you'd make money. It's just this absolute bonkers yeah. idea, um, yeah. and it, it caught on a little bit as well. There was a lot of other mm. studios also doing the same thing, making good yeah. films to make money. Then they decided that the money part would come regardless of whatever <laughs> film they would make, and then that's the... Yeah. 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 But yeah, who was it? Like, you know, it's... Of course, I mean, you know, I mean, having said that, it's a Brockheimer production, so you know it's going to at least be exp- you know, expensive and flashy yeah. and explosion-y. And explosion-y. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Brockheimer, Brockheimer has had some duds. I can't yeah. think of any. Actually, there we go. Gemini Man, one of the stupid ones they made with stupid, stupid dude. The slappy guy. So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Miss Sir no, Slaps no, a lot. No, no, was was Gemini Man? Yeah, Gemini Man was the Brockheimer. Uh, it was Brockheimer. Yeah, 
Gemini Man with Will Smith and, yep. and clones, essentially. Will Smith and uh, clones, yeah. They also made pirates, so you know. Again, pirates of the Car- Caribbean. Caribbean. I mean, oh man, look at that! I'm just okay. Sorry, let me just let me just call off some movies made by the Brockheimer Disney Disney conglomeration during mm-hmm. this period, which is Pirates of Pirates of the Caribbean, Black Pearl. Yeah, you know, National Treasure. Dead Man's Chest. But then let's uh, let's look at other films that they were making around the same time, but that Brockheimer was also working, like a production company, they mm-hmm. also worked on Bad Boys 2, the King Arthur movie we all loved, Glory Road, Deja Vu, National Treasure, Book of Secrets. Like, it was just non-stop, just great <laughs> films. Like, this is yeah. just, like... That's what happens oh, when you get a good team. You get a good team together like, and you start making quality stuff. When you look at the list of films... But, oh my god! Look, half of these are Disney. What the fuck happened, to Disney? Like, <laughs> I think we all know what happened. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's just sad reading all these films. You, and be like, holy do cow! Think, do you think none of this would have happened if they never bought Star Wars? No, because yeah, that's a tough one. Because was buying Star Wars the bad the, the bad thing, or was it their arrogance about the Star Wars where they thought? Mm. Anything they would produce would just make money, so yeah, like it didn't matter about quality or anything. Like, it, it, maybe it was the arrogance rather than the actual purchasing of. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, would they have that arrogance if they didn't have Star Wars? No, because you know? they would still they would still have oh, the success the, of Avengers, all yeah. the success of Avengers, and that they that basically made them believe that they could do anything. Mm-hmm. Contrary to actual, you know, reality. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking, oh. speaking of good good movies, I, I, I do have a to- bit of a topic or a bit of a fun activity for us to do. Um, we, we all love Henry Cavill, right? We do. Now, he hasn't won many many awards. He hasn't been nominated for many awards. Shockingly not, but yes. Probably sacrilege. Um, but I would like to play a hypothetical game of throwing him into the roles of Oscar winners and seeing if we believe he could pull that role off. All right, let's do now, it. I'm I'm not doing anything modern because he wouldn't be nominated. Like it's just like <laughs> I, I'm going I'm going back to before Hollywood updated the terms and conditions of oh, being of nominated Oscars, yes. of yes. Oscars. You know, so let's go back to a 2015 movie mm-hmm. uh, where Leonardo DiCaprio won a uh, role for the for the Revenant. Ooh. Do you think Henry Cavill could stomp around the bush, fight a bear with his bare hands? I'm not sure. I think this is the thing. Leonardo getting losing to the bear makes sense. I think I think Henry Cavill might take the bear. Like I think <laughs> he wouldn't be convincing enough. No, because I think like, he would be. Oh, I think he would like. Bear. I think he would be. I think Henry Cavill would take the bear quite comfortably in the fight. Yeah. Like I just, I just, yeah. I, I just like. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't even that good a film, and Leonardo no. act, is acting no, wasn't well, even that good. It's just that he had campaigned so much, they finally <laughs> went, you know what, fine, he's just stupid Oscar, you stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. I watched the film, I did, and I was going, eh, like, yeah, it wasn't good acting. It just, like, like it, he was fine. I thought he was better in Wolf of Wall Street, to be honest, like, in terms of acting, but, you know. Oh, wow, yeah. Like, 
but yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, do I think he would still? No, 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 no. He'd be the he'd be too too. It's he'd be too unbelievable in the role. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's let's move on. I skipped a few because you know, gotta get through them. Uh, 2013 Dallas Buyers Club. Matthew McConaughey, ooh, playing Roy Woodruff. Uh, uh, no, again, no, yeah, no. All right, poor, poor Henry. He'd have to skin. He'd like <laughs> McConaughey skinned right down for that film to make himself look like someone with you know, yeah, AIDS and like and, severely. And like, you, you don't reckon? You don't reckon Cavill would just slim down? I don't think he can. <laughs> It's just like he's built. He's like, what do you mean? I haven't exercised. I haven't worked out in five years. Yeah, yeah. I haven't lifted anything in months. <laughs> like, how do you I, get bigger then? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I use, uh, you know, vegetables. Uh, are, are you are you saying that like all cavils they're chiseled so well that it just holds? No, I, it holds. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he. I look. He's not a bale who could morph his body into any role. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know or uh, McConaughey who did it for this yeah. role? Yeah. You know, Bale um, has announced that he's not doing any uh, more body transformation. No, it's, he's too old like, now. That's yeah. just, it's too yeah. much he's just strain like, no, on his body. I'm, I'm yeah. done with that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah. Okay. What about uh, the the year that Hugh Jackman was robbed of his Oscar? Uh, Lincoln. Do you think he could? Henry Cavill could play Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Now there's a man I would believe could split a tree in half with a single axe blow. Now there is a man who I believe is once a log a logger in you know on an apple farm or something. Yes, you know what? It's massive Lincoln. It's massive like, Lincoln. No, no, no. And on, I, and on I, this day, ah, uh, you know what? Yes, I reckon he could have won that one. They'd have to basically say that Lincoln was constantly wearing very heavy coats and just basically but like at the, at the same time. I think we we all agreed that it didn't matter who played Lincoln. Oh no, anyone's gonna win that one, yeah. Because no, it was Lincoln. Oscar. It was, it was goddamn Lincoln. like again. You know? They could have cast Judy Dame Gen- Dench as Lincoln and <laughs> yeah. she still would have won as Lincoln, because it's Lincoln. You don't vote against Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> they could have literally had Kermit the Frog with a top hat. <laughs> and he'd win the Oscar. Ocasio Cortez could have played Lincoln and still won because it's a Lincoln. Because mm. <laughs> they could have had an actual Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> and they would have won. And you know what? I don't think so. Like complete Herbie style. Herbie style. Oh, the yeah. Herbie guy. Yeah. But I mean, they didn't have cars back then, did they? It was eighteen. No, horses still. Oh, horses, yeah. So it's in the car, and they're like, what's this on? Herbie goes to the war style. Herbie goes to war. Herbie goes to war. That's the movie. And, it, and it's it's a German V-dub. Yeah, so, um, yeah wow. No, 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 no. It's Herbie <laughs> talking about his great ancestor. In like, in talking about, you know, you know, it's in there you know, with his pipe and going like, and someone's finding a book and go, Herbie, I didn't know that you were related to, what's that? Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was a car? <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's one. 
possibly uh, the King's Speech instead of Colin Firth. Oh, no. Oh, oh. And I'm going to say no. No. And that's because... Oh, uh, actually... <laughs> That's a tough one. No, well, he just has to be British, doesn't he? <laughs> and you know what? I th- No, yes, because I do think Henry Cavell does look kingly enough to play yeah. King George. Yeah. Sure, it's more of a King George you'd want to see on a battlefield than... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but, a fine, I'll do it myself, King George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a King George that he would be, yeah. He would, he would like... <laughs> Whilst his men were in the trenches fighting with their with their with with their weapons, you'd see him like head, like him jump across into the trench and like a you know. Oh my! Yeah, you would <laughs> oh, you would see the Normandy landing. You know the, the shit, bombs and shells going everywhere, and then you see this, then his Henry Cavill sitting with, with with a shield with the with the British flag wearing his kingly crown upon his head jump across and then lead the troops up to up the hill captain mm. america style yes you know what that's a, that's a better film i i, I think i mm. want to see this film now like um flick going through this going through this article and it's just basically listing listing all the mm. uh, oscar winners yep. there's a lot of country and westerny films because the next one's jeff bridges and his performance in Crazy Heart, where he plays a, you know, a, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, where he plays a, you know, a country music singer. No one could, I, look. I don't can't think, replace Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges no. is Jeff Bridges. And I just can't see Henry Cavill with a guitar going, "Yo, yeah." I just can't I'm see. From Texas. I can't see Henry Cavill with a Jeff Bridges style action talking about. Wanted to beat Iron Man and all sorts, <laughs> and and talking about how no, you can't you can't be Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yeah. Jeff okay, Bridges. um, let's see if he can steal another role from uh, Daniel Day Lewis in two thousand and seven. There will be blood. There will be blood. Uh, okay, hang on. Loosely based upon Saint Clair's nineteen twenty seven novel, Oil. Mm. Not familiar enough with it, but if it's no. from the era, I think it is, which it is. 1927. Could, no, you, see, I, I, could you see him in a bowler hat? <laughs> no, I don't think he can win this one. No. I'm going to skip over That's the very last... American. So I think, I think you'd definitely yeah. want an American for this kind of role. Well, I'm going to, out of respect, skip over... Uh, the Last King of Scotland, where Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think Henry Cavill could play the Last King. <laughs> could pull off that. Oh, okay. What about uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in two thousand five? Capote. Is that how you pronounce it? Capote was it? C A P O T E. Capote. I have no idea what that one is. Let me see if I saw it that. I don't think I saw is... that one. Uh, Truman, uh, this was one of the films about Truman Capote, or Capote, uh, writing his true come, uh, true true crime book in cold blood, in Kansas. Nah, is it novel now? I don't even hear about that film. Uh, I don't think he could have played Ray. 
No. <laughs> yeah, no, fair uh, point. Mystic River. Uh, Sean Penn won as a... Sean Penn won as a man grieving the murder of his daughter in the Clint Eastwood-directed film from Dennis Lehane novel. Uh, was... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I don't, I don't think he could do that one either because yeah. he's not Boston enough. Yeah, Mystic River is got to be Boston. Like, you, the, the, yeah. there's, there's, I don't think I don't, I don't, I don't want to see Kenny Kimmel put on the try to do a Boston accent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I don't think he could yeah. do Mystic River. Yeah. All right. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip over the ones we don't know. There's a lot of them because I'm like, wow, I, I just don't know these films have won won Oscars. Uh, what about, what about the pianist? Adrian Adrian Brody uh, on the Oscar. The pianist. The pianist. No, because he's no. weird. No, it's too. Adrian Brody's weird, and yeah. and if and if and honestly, if you cast Adrian Brody, it's because you want a weird person. Yeah, I don't see Henry Cavill pulling off weird. <laughs> pulling off weird. No, he's too. He's too cool. Um, yeah. Here's one I think we can agree on. Gladiator. Oh, oh yes. He Abs- could replace Russell Crowe. With, without even blinking. It'd be a little bit more believable as well. Yeah. Because Russell Crowe is always a little bit, you know, on the podgy side on, on that role. Like, you mm-hmm. can't look and go like, going, really? Literary fighter? You mean literary pie eater more like at Russell Crowe? <laughs> like, what's going on there, mate? Yeah. <laughs> but no. Yes, Henry Cavell could have absolutely smashed that role easily, comfortably, yeah, easy. without without uh, a doubt. Now, I'm assuming, for argument's sake, because we're getting we're getting back to the '90s now. He's he's basically taking you're taking him at, in his prime. In his prime, prime Cavill, yes, prime Cavill, time machine. Come on, yep. let's go back and see if you can be as. You know what? It would make he'd make so much more money. The Gladiator movie would make more money because because there'd be more shirtless scenes with Henry Cavill in that film yeah. than there was with Russell Crowe because no yeah. one wants to see that. No yeah. one wanted to see that. But <laughs> shirtless Cavill, trust me, that yeah. would have that would have made so there many more go. scenes. That's the name of the episode: shirtless Cavill. <laughs> shirtless uh, Cavill. <laughs> uh, as good as it gets, Jack Nicholson, but Henry Cavill. No, because I oh no no no, I love that. No, no, Jack Nicholson did make that. Yeah, like I said, that 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 movie has one of my favorite lines of all times in the movies. Where, where I've said it before on this podcast, I'll say it again. A mm. woman, a fan of this guy's book, comes up to me and goes, "Like, is like huge fans. Like, how do you write women so well?" And he turns around and goes, "I think of a man, and then I take away reason and accountability." <laughs> wow. <laughs> He has a mental condition. That's fine. Like yeah. he has, he, like yeah, so that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like, he's yeah. brutality on that one line. I was like going like, yeah. oh, like the look on that girl's face of fan that he just crushed. It was, yeah. it was just so bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh. What about Forrest Gump? Oh no! Look, Tom Hanks is a, a no. Tom Hanks is a, in a league of what? its own. That film we watched, but also yeah. Tom Hanks is also. In yeah. a league of its of his own. I just realized that Tom Hanks won an Oscar in 1993 and then in 1994. Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, yeah. again, two years in a row. As we've said before, Tom Hanks, maybe Kevin Bacon, sort of stand on that, on that Mount Rushmore of greatest actors, and Denzel Washington. There's Denzel, mm. Tom Hanks, 
Ooh, I like I do like Kevin Bacon, but I'm not sure if he's in that stratosphere. No. Although, okay, maybe it's those two. Maybe they stand alone on the mm-hmm. mountain. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I think they stand alone on that mountain of greatest actors. He can't. Repl- no, Tom Hanks made that film. He can't yeah. replace. Well, Tom I'll Hanks. skip over the. You know. Tom and Hanks also Philadelphia, Hanks. you can't. Again, yeah. anything, I'm sorry, as much as I love Henry Cavill, Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. All right, what about Silence of the Lambs? Could Anthony Hopkins. They'd have to change the role a bit because he's too young. Because he's been in prison for a while. All right, yeah. Well, they'd age him up. You know, they like to do that. But yes, I could see. Honestly, I could see. I could see that one. You see, creepy. Well, hello, Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I, just, I just found another Daniel Day-Lewis one in 1989 called My Left Foot. <laughs> and it just made me think of Family Guy. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> the right, right one. <laughs> I wonder if that's actually what it's about. You know? I don't know. Honestly, I've only, I've only ever heard the thing from Family Guy. I don't know if it's from anything no. else. I, uh, I, I don't know that movie. Uh, have you seen either. Have you seen Rain Man? Rain Man, Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman. No, I've heard about this one. I I've heard about it, not seen it. No, all right. What about Wall Street with Michael Douglas? Oh, interesting. Uh, but that had that had such a great cast, though. Yeah, it was really. Well, you just you just gonna pull one one character out and plonk plonk in Henry Cavill at his prime. But it's also the age of the Douglas with the, with a young against against the young uh, Charlie Sheen yeah. that sort of made that dynamic. So you yeah, know, no, no. Right man won the Oscar for that one for sure. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't think he could play Gandhi. So let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Raging Bull, Robert De Niro. He's a boxer. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think that's like a good one. Man, we're going back to the seventies now. I think we're too far back. I think we're too far back now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm skipping. I'm going. I don't know this movie. I don't know this movie. So I'm going to keep skipping until I find a movie I know. What? What about The Godfather? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Gene Hackman, The French Connection. No. <laughs> you don't think you don't think Cavill could be Frenchman? No, I do not think I can, he could do the accent so well. Ah, what about what about Henry Cavill? Uh, in True Grit, nineteen sixty nine version. Oh, yep, yeah, I can see him as a cowboy. I could, I, I could see him as a cowboy. <laughs> like the next eight movies are the westerns. I think we found the the uh, where all the westerns are. You know when westerns were popular. Yeah. Uh, Gregory Peck to kill a mockingbird. Uh, Atticus Finch, essentially. Oh, okay. uh, looking at the picture, I I could see him doing it. Like, but again, he you know he's a lot older. I'm assuming he's a lot older. It's a black and white photo. Uh, <laughs> Man, just you know you 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 know what I just realized what Tom Hanks for Philadelphia. Beat out Liam Neeson is for Schindler's List. Oh. Yeah, but I think that was a charity one because Schindler's List won like eight or nine Oscars. And I went, here you go, you have this one. Oh my god! Because I reckon, oh. I, I reckon they were they were sitting there, they were sitting there, figuring out who's going to win Schind- for Schindler's List, and they're going like, 
oh, we can't give it to all all, all the Oscars to Schindler's the list. It's like best comedy, Schindler's list. You know, best. <laughs> yeah. best <laughs> it's just like it, you know. I reckon they probably just handed that off. It won a lot that year. Let's just. Yeah. Ah, uh, but oh, that's a like again. I feel so, like Tom Hanks is going to win it more. I feel sorry for Liam Neeson. That was that was probably that was probably like. Yeah. Well, again, pants. again, it, it was the. It's like how 100% Hugh Jackman was robbed of his Oscar for Les Miserables. Which well, was I, his, I'm not, but I'm not. Which was his I'm dream not role. Saying that he was bad at Philadelphia. Although no. quite the contrary, like he no. did. He was incredible. No, 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 like, yeah. Oh, or like but, that was it. He, that was his one nomination. That was his one. Yeah. Nomination. One oh, chance. One chance. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Having about, said that, he'll be remembered for that role for for all time. Like, it's not hundred oh, percent. Like, not like people forget. Like, oh, who was that? No, no, that's a, yeah. he's gonna be remembered for that. Now, hear me out. Uh, Henry Cavill goes back to the nineteen fifties and mm-hmm. stars as Ben Hur. Yep, easily done, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, he's done Immortals, and that was yeah. You know. But also, he'd be the biggest dude on set. Like they'll be yeah. like they'll be people like, <laughs> like oh my god, look how big this guy is. Yeah, I'm coming back, and I'm I'm, I'm recognizing the names because I've heard people talk about them, but I do not know any of these movies. Nah, they were. I think we're too far back no, now. 1952, the movie called High Noon with Gary. Can Henry Cavill play a cowboy? Look, look, anytime you see a Western there, I think it's very safe to say that yeah. I'm pretty sure Henry Cavill can play a Western. Like, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> do you think he could do Hamlet? Ooh, yes, because as all British actors cut their teeth on stage. Mm. Like all great British actors, they all would cut their they all would cut their teeth on stage acting. Now we're getting into the musicals. Okay. Um, past the musicals, there's a movie called Sergeant York. Uh, Gary Cooper won it in 1941. It's a soldier movie. I just check which which. Ah, okay. Real life World War One pacifist. Henry Cavill, I could not see as a pacifist. <laughs> no, no, he just. Uh, he just oh, I don't know, because um, freaking Green Mile. Uh, you know the what's his name, Michael Clark Duncan. He, he was played the most gentlest dude, and he was oh, like, "Oh, true, true, yeah, nah. okay. you know, yeah, okay, fair point, fair point, fair point." I didn't think of that, but yes, you're right. He's like, "Would you keep the lights on, boys?" Oh, dude, that that to this date, that is the only movie I've held back tears in. Like I've, just, oh, it's a tough, and, and then and then I'm just like, "Is it gonna be dark, boss?" I'm just, just stop. Oh, <laughs> you know? and again, film. Tom Tom Hanks in it. Brutal, going, back, going back to brutal. the 1930s, do you know any 1930s? No, I do not. The Private Life of Henry the V-I-I-I. <laughs> Henry the Octopus, I know that one. Uh, oh, um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yep, I think he, I think he could you play think a... think Henry could play Jekyll and Hyde? Yeah, I think he could do a good Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, there was a movie called The Champ. Wallace Beery. It's a boxing movie. Henry Cavill could throw hands. Man, we're nearly back a hundred years now. Okay, I think I think we've gone too far <laughs> no, back. Now. No, man, I'm going all the way because, like, right. li- literally, when did the Oscars start? You know, no idea. <laughs> okay, it's like who won the Oscar this year? Out of these two movies, they were the only movies that came out. <laughs> the only movies that came out. <laughs> you know, How, uh, I mean, like, no, we're, are we back? We're, we're back in the era now. Is going, and the winner of the the award is. 
you all know it's Catherine Hepburn. Shut up. Just come and just get <laughs> like he's gonna come and take her Denver Ward Hepburn. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, now that's it. The first one was 1928. So there you go. That was fun. As we all know, that there will be no one who earns as many Oscars as that 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 woman. Oh, 100%. Uh, so next time, I think we'll go through all the movies, female like, female Oscar winners, and see if Cat uh, Graham. <laughs> oh, like, Chris, let's get, let's Chris, get Chris it will, on. Chris will be like, yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. Yeah. Look, as much as I love Henry Cavill, yeah, I I believe in this one. I was fair. No, no, hundred percent. And I fair. was yeah. I, I was I was down the middle because there are some roles where that that no Cat Graham couldn't play, and that's purely based upon probably the era and also the role that she <laughs> cast in. Yeah, like you know, but there be some that she would be absolutely better than probably the original. So I'm more mm. than absolutely. Um, that's going to be that's going to be a good one. Okay, so yeah, so four seems to be the limit that the academy is willing to give someone as a, yes. as, a as like that's is that the maximum. That's yeah. that's the that's the most uh, an actor's one. Mm. It looks like. So they're taking the uh, what do you call it? Like the Medal of Valor or what? What are like the Medal one, of Honor in America? Medal of Honor, yeah. Where a guy could have won multiple and they said, okay, you won too many of these things. You're too much, too much like, honor. Like, it's, it's, it's just meaningless now, you know? Yeah. But it's it's like the, the amount of, like, when I play FIFA, the amount of times I get man of the match, it's just like, I, I would have, like, a whole house full of soccer balls. <laughs> it's just, here's a match ball. You know, it's just like, <laughs> But having said that, like, I, you also, I, I do wonder, like, I've never, I've not seen any of her films. I know, but I know she was, like, the actor of the, t- but having said that, there was very little actors like in Hollywood, or mm. those less there. She was yeah. nominated for twelve films. Yeah, that's probably because that's all there was starring in the films at the time. Is <laughs> because yeah. back then they had the whole, they had the concept of a yeah. leading lady, where like she yeah. was a leading lady, so she would have yeah. gotten all of the leading lady styled roles. If they yeah. wanted to do a big production, they'd be like, "Yeah, who are we gonna get? See, yeah, Colin Hepburn. Yeah, see, oh, of course, we need Hepburn for this film." It, it would have been like you know. So I'm not saying that she wasn't. I'm not saying she doesn't stand above everyone else as a legend. She does clearly. But yeah. was it helped on because of how Hollywood structured itself back then, where they had leading, leading, you know, leading stars, where they go, okay, yeah. stars run everything. So every script that ever gets created, the first you got to drop it by by. Catherine Hepburn's desk, and if she passes yeah. on it, then you may offer that role yeah. to someone else. But she must pass on it first, mm-hmm. else, else, else be the else be your movie will not be deemed <laughs> significant. And I actually still like to think that that's why Hollywood fell uh, so far mm. now lately. It's because yeah. everyone stopped having board meetings and going, "She, we're going to really get this guy." Like, <laughs> it's like if, if you guys started talking like that again. <laughs> We need more more minorities in the films. She, no, like, like, it, it, just, it just sounds more reasonable, you know. Yeah, you know, or or you know, comes from come from from one of the life. The guy from one of like comes like, whoa, 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 just 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 wait a goddamn. I don't have your I don't have your good films. We need we need we need more films with with, with plots and, and stories and, and characters. See, like, don't you like don't talk like that, she. <laughs> we don't want plot. Oh, we want representation. 
<laughs> oh, no, representation is important, but more important is we're trying to tell a story. We're trying to tell a, them, a, them spotting words, boy. <laughs> whoa, whoa, we're just trying to tell a story. But the world is bad enough. We're trying to give people an escape from reality by an exciting story about laser wizards and cowboys and, and, and defeating Nazis. This is, don't you see, this is the basis of Hollywood, see? <laughs> 100%. We need We need more of that. Okay, you know what? That, yes, I agree, 100%. <laughs> now, I don't know why I feel like watching that Jim Carrey movie, uh, The Majestic. Did you ever watch The Majestic? No. It's like 2000. I think it came out before, either before or after Truman Show. Uh, oh. Where he plays a Hollywood writer mm-hmm. who gets accused of being a communist or something like that, just back in the 30s or 40s, maybe. Um, no, nah, maybe 40s or 50s. And uh, Then he... Uh, gets uh, into a car accident, drink driving, goes off the bridge, and he washes up in this small town. And the people of the town mistake him for someone that uh, was lost at war. So he's oh. got amnesia, and this town are uh, convinced that he's someone that he's not, and because he's got amnesia, he's like, you know, that's trying interesting. To it out. It's like it's like it's like there's comedic elements and serious elements. Okay. Well, whilst um, you watch that, I will probably enjoy. Bert Wonderstone, because it's a fantastic <laughs> film. Uh, and, and you all know why I want to watch that film. It's just for the that one, one scene, scene. That one scene that, honestly, in the cinema, I fell on the floor. I, my yeah. ribs were hurting so badly. Yeah. I have never laughed so hard yeah. at any scene in my entire yeah. life. You can't be magical friends with yourself. <laughs> Trying to do all the same things and... <laughs> that that movie is so that underrated. Movie, no, that movie <laughs> there is an underrated film. Yeah, Bird Wonderstone. Absolute. That is and that is just, significantly it just, underrated. It was just good classic comedy. Yep. Um, I'm trying to find what year it came out. 2013, The Incredible Bird Wonderstone. Wow, so ten years ago. Oh, but what a great film that was. And it had like everyone, Alan Arkin. It failed yeah. in the box office, but that's because people were stupid. Because they didn't want to laugh. Because they, they hadn't enjoyed their hearts. Yes, absolutely. like that's one. That's like one of the best Jim Carrey. Like he was perfect for that role. Oh, that was <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> oh, Stephen Gray, the street magician. Yep. <laughs> He's like, now punch me in the face. <laughs> What's that, was before, <laughs> that, that was also started Olivia Wilde before she went crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people, hey, look. It happens. People go crazy all the time. And you know why? Why? Because there's not enough she in Hollywood. Exactly. <laughs> if there was a bit more of that she. Oh, you know, you know, you know, you need me to clean up. But basically, you just instigate. Basically, everyone in the office must wear like fifty style attire to the office, <laughs> and then just you know, and 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 then also you know, you all must have hats. However, if a woman walks past, you must stand up and take off your goddamn hat. No, ma'am. Exactly. Let us put some civility back into the world. So we need some more she and hat, ma'am. Either, either or. If you want to, if you want to come no. as the office as, as a knight, like you know, as a gentleman of the era, fine. If you also want to come as a cowboy, completely acceptable. Just you got to stick to the character. 
Yeah. Oh, no, look, I, look, there's talks about all these things and, you know, around the world, smart cities and 15-minute cities and all these weird conspiracy theories, what do you want to call them? But we need we need more, you know, 1950s New York cities. and Cities and, and cowboy and, cities. Uh, yeah, country towns need to turn back into the western towns. And the, Oh, I would like, love that. Just like, but they still have technology, but they have to talk about technology in an old-timey way. Yes, but then they could all, oh, yeah, have certain words. No, no, no. To, to describe things. No, no, no. Because what do you know what they call the giant server areas that like that run Amazon and other companies called? Do you know what they call no, those? No. They call them server farms. Imagine. <laughs> 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 like, how it goes. Um, look at the I hear that you're looking for some high speed connections. Oh, I my server farm, I got here a hundred thousand servers free range right there in the pastures. I could provide you with, oh, I don't know, 128 gigabytes per second. Someone goes, 128 gigabytes. Old McDonald was down the road, offered me 200. 200? You can't get 200 megabytes in my servers. My servers are on the cloud, you see. I got both the physical servers and I got the servers on the cloud. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't seen nothing like my server farm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, let's go further. I want to see... I want to see... <laughs> The CEOs or the salesmen at, at Apple out on soapbox on the street. Hey, boy, you want to get something to do with Apple? Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, no. They, they, they pull up in their little cart. Yes. And they sit up and, 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 and it go, has and, to be and, a cart. Yeah. And they're going, hey, uh, but, uh, you, know, you need information about the war in Gazaza. You want to hear the information? They go, I've got it right here. The iPhone 5. I've got the, and they have to do the full, like, the yeah. thing. And then, sales and, pitch. And, and then you, you know how you have phone charges, but they're, like, not from Apple. They're from another... Yeah, yep, they've, yep. Got, they've got to be back alley trench back coats. Alley hey trench. Yeah. I can get you. Yeah. I can get you a phone charger cheaper than. You know, than... No, 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 no. <laughs> we create those ones like Chinese opium dens where oh, you go into okay. them and they go and go like, I'm looking to fast charge my phone. Oh, you're looking for the fast chargers. Ah, look at this. It's like this one here, 33 watt, 43 watt speed. Oh, fast your charge your fast real phone. You're real fast. And they're going, can my phone handle that? Let me see. Oh, iPhone 12. iPhone 12 can only take like 12 watts, but we'll give it a go. We'll see if we can juice it up. Yeah, you know what? That was just not a thing. <laughs> All right. No, next next episode we are dedicating it to <laughs> rebuilding society. Rebuilding uh, society. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stop it right there. Thanks, 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 guys for listening. Thanks, uh, like, subscribe, share. You know, you know the podcast stuff. Um, if, if you have any ideas for, for reshaping society, uh, send us an email to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Check out our other episodes: Story Chat, Middle Ages, Comic Book Hour, all all on the same feed. Um, and. Let me leave you with this final thought. When you're entering this new society that we're creating, just remember, the best way to avoid parking tickets is just simply remove your windscreen wipers. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Rebecca Castles of the Rising Dawn series. Do you like violence? Do you like smut? Are you tired of the stereotypical novels of werewolf romance out there and want something a little bit different? Then pick up Sparked Revolution, book one in the Rising Dawn series by Rebecca Castles. 
available on Amazon, in Kindle, and paperback. You too can become a sponsor of Stories to True and the Fiction by heading on over to buymeacoffee.com/sttatf or follow the link in the show notes.